Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills. We discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, focusing on Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Michael Apps. Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills without the need for a whetstone. This is a podcast where we discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, we are recording Chapter 12, Keys to the Key Quest. I am Phil Willis, and this is the mo- Master of the <laughs> Monster Hunter himself. I don't know no anymore. Uh, don't drink and drive, boys and girls. This is the Master Hunter himself, Mr. Apps. What's up? What's up? Don't drink and host. It doesn't work out well, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. It worked out pretty well when we had you on Q&A Quest. Yeah, no. That's hilarious. Too, too much Devastator <laughs> tonight, Mike. Too much Devastator. <laughs> Oh my gosh, are you excited? I mean, I'm still excited. Iceborne is just so much new stuff in it. I just... Is there so much there? It's great to have, and it's great to get like just that general enthusiasm back so I can jump back, jump back into some of the other Monster Hunter games too and complain about one of them, but... I'm also still having a lot of fun with it anyway. You know, and that and that's what I'm seeing is that with Iceborne, there is a renewed interest in like Generations Ultimate and even Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. That's good to see because uh, like I've said many, many times, I love Monster Hunter 4 and not enough people played it. Now, at you, least in the West. Yeah, it's just, it's it's pretty cool seeing that renewed interest in and the such. So, um. Uh, yeah, just exciting, uh, and we have a lot to talk about because because we both have been diving in. We dove into a couple things together, and we've been diving into different things separately. And we just got a lot of monster stuff to talk about. So, so we're gonna give you all a, a quick break here as we do our transition music. We'll be right back with some investigations. Hold on tight. Welcome to Investigations, where basically Mike and I share you stories of what we have been working on together and apart. And uh, I'm going to kick this off um, talking about some Iceborne stuff. Uh, so so I, I had a hunt for, for Barioth. Have you fought Barioth yet? Uh, remind me which one Barioth is again. There's yeah. so many monsters, they all kind of mush into my brain. Yeah, sometimes right. Uh, you know, Barioth is a wyvern type of monster. He has these wing-like claws in the front. Oh, yes, I know exactly which one you're talking. But about he looks now. like a war, yes. like his, like he has those big warus tusk in, in yes. his mouth. Yes. Yeah. Have you have you I had guess. the honor of fighting him in Iceborne yet? He's... Not yet. I'm still uh, the one I'm sitting on is the coral pookie pookie. Oh yeah! Quest. Oh yeah! Pookie Coral could... Pookie Pookie wants to introduce you to his water yeah. hose ass. Uh, yeah, he's brutal. But but Barioth, uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's he's a blast from the not so distant past because you could you could have fought him in the older games, but uh, you, you had to fight him here in Iceborne, and he was brutal. And and so I got a little fun story to tell. I was taking him on in single player, uh, going through the story. 
and I was just going back and forth with him. He knocked me out once or twice. I was healing a lot and taking it to him, broke off a couple of parts. But, you know, I started, uh, I get that little notification that comes up that says 15 or 10 minutes remaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, it's becoming a battle of attrition. Uh, is this guy going to die or what? I wasn't too worried at first, but then it went down to 10 minutes and then eventually five minutes. I'm sweating bullets. And so I get kind of desperate and I try to to trap him and do all kinds of different things to try to get him down as quickly as possible. And nothing worked and I ran out of time and I failed. <laughs> and nothing's more frustrating than failing because you're just like, I just lost 50 minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back again, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, 50 freaking minutes, right? I hate, like, I would rather, die, I would rather get carded three times in 15, you know, like in the first 15, 20 minutes, because the monster's really powerful. But going a full 50 minutes and just, die, you know, losing it because you just didn't do enough DPS. Ugh. So I was so frustrated, Mike, I had to turn it off for the night. I went back the next day after work and I logged back in. And I went to the blacksmith and said, okay, maybe I should see if I can upgrade anything. Not that it's going to be a huge help. Well, I went to upgrade and it shows you what you currently have equipped and stuff. I noticed that what I had equipped, Mike, was a rank 7 weapon, which is an older weapon. A lower Ooh. rank weapon. I didn't re- 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 realize that earlier, I, it all started falling into place. Earlier that day, before I fought very often single player, I was helping out a friend. At a, with a lower rank quest. And you know how in Monster Hunter World, it allows you to have um, pre-made sets of armor yes. and weapons? Well, we were fighting like Nergigante or a Valhazak or something. And I just quickly picked one of those sets that I used for Valhazak. Oh, not no. remembering that it also <laughs> equipped a lower rank weapon. I was just doing it for the armor and the, yeah, and the immunity to Val's uh, uh, disease attack. But it also equipped a lower-rank weapon. Now, against that battle, it didn't matter. But later on, going against master-rank Baryoth, uh, it obviously lowered my DPS greatly. So I, I, my jaw almost hit the ground. I couldn't believe how stupid I was. So I equipped a regular master-rank, like a rank 9, 10 weapon, and I'd be Baryoth in 35 minutes. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my Iceborne story, Mike. Whoops. Do you have an Iceborne story? Uh, I do not. I have not been doing too much in Iceborne because my time on the TV recently was caught up in Link's Awakening. Ooh. But that's done now. So there you go. Back to some Iceborning. So, uh, so uh, you'll be happy to know, though, that I've also been playing Monster Hunter Stories. Woohoo! That game is so bloody cute. It's, it's adorable. Except. At the beginning. So I'm playing it at the beginning and it's kind of like, it's like Monster Hunter meets Pokemon, right? And and it tells a story about this young hunter, kid, whatever, that goes and gets an egg that's going to become a monster that he tames and rides. And it's all really cute and everything until Chaos <laughs> Nergigante invades the town. Not Nergigante, uh, Nagakuka, whatever his name is. The, the, the serpent cat. Yeah. That just wreaks havoc on the town and kills this one kid's mother within the first hour of the game. Like, that's brutal. Pretty rough. <laughs> it's dark, Mike. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a whole Dragon Questy thing where you got all these cute characters, and it's like, oh, oh, utter sadness is occurring. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, just just everyone's dead. It's over. Uh, that's okay. There's lots of non-dark cuteness to follow. It is. It is. Uh, so far, I just played for two or three hours. I got. Like one of the monsters I got was the plant eating monsters, <laughs> you yeah. know, like the ones that you normally don't even think about killing on your way to the real monsters in the game uh, and monster hunter, but just the cute things. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting my first Kinzu. Yeah. <laughs> every, everybody needs a Kinzu, Mike. <laughs> Gotta get the red one like I got. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, moving on to Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, uh, mm. you and I did share a particularly memorable fight together against oh. Gravius. <laughs> I got a great uh, video clip of this that I posted on Twitter. <laughs> and it's not a video of us killing him, unfortunately. No, it's, it's me get, catching on fire, trying to escape to, you know... Get rid of the fire and then getting smet freaking thing. So this is the monster that has a blade for a tail, and he has this attack where he like spin does like a complete flip and slams you down with the tail blade. So I was you know just trying to run away, get myself not on fire, and then you know just smash dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I had a decent amount of life left too, so. Pretty nasty. We did beat him, though, although, uh, yeah, I carded twice, so it was pretty close. Yeah, you know, when I played Monster Hunter World, uh, I thought that Anjaneth was like a new create, like a totally new monster just for World, but, uh, I, I, you know, fighting Gravius in um, Ultimate with you, I was like, oh, Anjaneth. <laughs> Actually, his earlier cousin is from back in earlier games with Gravios, and he's <laughs> he's vicious. I I that tail is just deadly. Uh, oh, yeah. There's no safe space from the tail. And Oof. I only the only reason I didn't cart was I was partnering with the great sword, uh, just just to try something different. But the cool thing about the great sword is it can block. So I can't tell you how many times I defended, but of course, uh, and took the the hit on the weapon course that ruins its sharpness with the great sword so i was sharpening my weapon a ton uh because i was always blocking against his insane attacks and i came close a couple of times to dying but it was only because i blocked that i was i was able to survive that but yeah we finally got the best of him but but not without some pain suffering yelling and screaming for our lives and then and then it turns out i did not even know that Gravius had made his way to Iceborne. But then yeah, a couple of days later, we're playing with Rob. Yeah, my friend Rob. Uh, we were going through the story, and it turns out, yeah, there's Gravius in HD. Uh. And he's just <laughs> as deadly. And, and we, I think we, we, we had uh, we carded, and we had to do him over after being better prepared. We did finally beat him. And then we did a second quest because uh, that opened up an optional quest where you beat him in the arena, like it does with most monsters. You beat him the first time, you can beat him again in the arena. And what was really cool is that was very brutal because he's in a small confined space with you. But um, to his credit, uh, my friend Rob 
was the one who got the finishing blow by using the rock trap in the arena to just bring a whole bunch of boulders on his head. But he's so brutal that after Rob had logged out, I was like, you know, I'm going to farm him a few more times because I really wanted to get his armor set. So I was going to farm him a few more times solo, and I kept carding. I, (laughs) yeah, and I'm usually pretty good at this game, but I just kept carding. So the way I got the full armor set was I did uh, SOS flares and had rando people join me. And, nice. and yeah, and now I got a full set, and his armor is badass looking. I mean, it's very similar to what you see in Generations, uh, but it's in high definition. It, it just, it just, just Google up, you know, Gra- uh, Gravius armor, Monster Hunter World. It just looks awesome, whether you're using the female or the male avatar. And that's one thing I can't tell you like enough. In as you work through Monster Hunter World Iceport, and you're doing Monster Hunter, or I'm sorry, Master Rank. Even with the old monsters before, like like Pookie Pookie or O-Dog, some of the armor has been really redesigned for the Master Rank level. I was drooling over the O-Dog armor. I don't, you know, there's really no reason to pick it up. It's got some cool skills on it, don't get me wrong, but there's more powerful armor out there. Um, but it looks so badass, and it looks, it, it has the same style, but it looks completely different than the high rank O-Dog armor. So they really put a lot of time into the armor. I wish, I wish they put nearly as much attention to the weapons. (laughs) Now, to be fair, I haven't really unlocked a lot of the Master Rank weapons yet. It's harder to unlock the Master Rank weapons than it is the armor in Iceborne. So maybe there's some some good surprises. But uh, as you and I have discussed in the past, there's never been a lot of creativity when it comes to the weapons in Monster Hunter World compared to the previous iterations but i will say like the armor is really awesome i mean just for how it looks i don't know if you're really going to go through the effort to unlock them because mechanically speaking there's not a lot of reason to but but man it looks cool i mean monster hunter is all about dress me up hunter right pretty much yeah 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 i said you i said i said uh uh, Mike, a video on Twitter, just a quick 15 clip that somebody had tweeted at me about this one hunter had collected all of the weapons and generations. You see that, Mike? Isn't that insane? It's that's crazy. I can't even begin to imagine how long that took. Oh, hundreds of hours, maybe thousands. Yeah, it's be. That's yeah. insane. It's insane. But it. You know, anywho, uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun times to be had with any of these Monster Hunter games. Uh, I didn't even really talk about I I did do a couple of things in Monster Hunter Four Ultimate as well, just working through some of the high rank stuff. So a little correction to what I had mentioned before. I said in the last show that I had beat Monster Hunter Four, and I have, in a manner of speaking, I went back and loaded up my save and started playing it, but I realized that well, I, I so I have rolled the credits. And, and and where we come from at RP Gamer, we say if you roll the credits, you beat the game, right? Yeah. But what I didn't realize was that, and I should have realized this because it's typical of Monster Hunter games, but the high rank is after the credits. Yep. Yeah. So I beat low rank, the, the six ranks of low rank in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. I've never actually beaten high rank, and I've got some work to do there. 
so so that's yeah that's 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 definitely something i want to do so i've gotten through the story and the main story and i've rolled the credits but i really need to get through high rank um and i guess world i should know better because world kind of did the same thing when you beat low rank in world which takes about 40 or so hours if you're just kind of doing it at a normal pace by yourself you know it i think it rolls the credits but it certainly makes you feel like it's kind of the end of the game but it really isn't. You really got to yeah. go through high rank to get the rest of the story. Not that it's much of a story, but yeah, there's there's more monsters. Let's put it that way. There's really cool the the elder dragons and stuff are in high rank in Monster Hunter World. So I can only imagine what kind of cool monsters await for me in Monster Hunter Four Ultimate by going through the high rank, much less the master rank stuff. So these games are so deep. I was watching. Oh my gosh, Mike, I was, I, I'm a little off topic here, but I was watching this video of somebody playing Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, your favorite game in the whole world. And, 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 and they had like this, uh, I don't know if the right term is tempered, you know, Monster Hunter 3, but basically this beefed up devil Joe <laughs> that just came in oh, and was yeah. ruining their hunt. <laughs> he was trolling them <laughs> and he looked very hungry. Isn't that funny? That, yeah, that that is one game I have done lots of not high rank. Well, well, yes, high rank, but G rank in. That is the one I have gone like absolutely not so with. So, uh, yeah, it is something else. Uh, I, you know, part of me wants to do it, but then part of me keeps saying underwater fights, underwater fights, and then I talk yep. myself out of it. No, that's fair because those are awful terrible yeah but you know you know what's not terrible is our uh, our next segment Ooh, i seem to rename our segment so we're gonna take a tiny break we'll be right back to do uh, to talk we're gonna go in depth on a monster when we come right back Welcome back. Okay, so this is really the investigation segment. The last section, I said it was investigations, more like expeditions. This is, this is, the whole point is this is the segment where we take a monster and we really dive into its details. We've been working our way through the key monsters you fight in Monster Hunter World. And this is the 12th monster on our list. It's Basil Geese. Basil Geese. And, and Basil Geese, uh, not that I've played through the master rank stuff yet in four and and ultimate, so I know there's a lot more you know scary stuff that that'll that my experience isn't complete. But I feel like Basil Geese is very unique to Monster Hunter World. I could be wrong, and uh... the reason why is that he's a flying wyvern that really when he's attacking you, he does this a lot of flying. He just flies over your head, and as he does, he shakes. And almost like fleas jumping off a dog or dandruff or whatever, flying off your cat or water or whatever when he shakes. It, it, drops these, it drops these scales off of him, and they basically become landmines over the, on the ground. And they blow up, and, and, and it, it can really cause an issue and do a crap ton of damage. He's horrible. We call He's him horrible. The, yeah, we call him the B-52 bomber because... In older games, uh, from what I understand, as you get up into some of the higher rank or master rank stuff, 
Um, it's not unusual that you're doing a hunt for a monster and Devil Joe shows up and kind of he he, he ruins your game and he he trolls you and he shows up a lot, just making your life a, while, a lot more complicated. In high rank in Monster Hunter World, Basil Geese fills that role. You'll be sitting there hunting some pookie pookie, thinking you've got this easy fight on your hands, and suddenly you just hear you hear that Basil Geese theme music, and you just hear roar, and next thing you know, you just see these scales falling from the sky, landing in the ground, Ugh. and they blow up two seconds later, just knocking you sky high. So annoying. Doing go something. away. I'm yeah. trying to hunt something yeah. else. You're trying to hunt. You can't even load those poo-poo bombs fast enough. The 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 the, the dung bombs. You just you can't because because they're he's horrible. Um, he he's terrible. And and and, and I'm a, an insect glade play, player. He's horrible because you'll be up in. So you're like, okay, I'm gonna take the air, meet him in the air. But the thing about being an insect leaf user, sooner or later you got to land. And that's when you happen to land right on those darn explosive scales. Ugh. It's horrible. He'll knock you out of the air because he'll air charge. And he'll win that fight. And you'll fall to the ground, fall on those scales. And they'll blow up. <laughs> He's horrible. Horrible. So, uh... And I, I specifically remember this later on. You get a quest if you're going to work your way up through the HR ranks um, after high rank, after you beat high rank uh, quests, uh, and you start going, you know, so when you beat certain quests, whether they're low rank or high rank, it it lifts the cap on your HR rank. And and when I got the, the cap lifted from 16, the next cap's at 29, I want to say. And I think it's the HR29 quest that opens up and puts another crap on you until you beat it. But I believe that's the one where you have to fight not one, <laughs> but two basil geese at the same time. Oh, 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 no. The pain, Mike. Words cannot explain the pain. But hey, the investigation segment isn't to whine about how horrible the monster is, but how, but to give you it's the strategies not. you need. I know, to give you the strategies you need to beat it. So, um, Basil Geese is a fire element monster who can inflict fire blight on you. Fire blight, if you don't remember, is basically the burning condition that you need to roll three times to get rid of it. Um. So kind of keep that in mind. If you're on fire, roll three times. A null berry would probably work too, but most of us are just going to roll three times to get rid of it. Uh, you can also use the appropriate armor or gems to make you immune to blight, and that will that will um, take care of that issue. You can also use a cleanser booster. Um, and according to what I'm reading here, you can also prevent it entirely by having 20 fire resistance, which really mm -hmm. isn't too hard. Remember, before you go on a hunt, you can eat for um, elemental defense uh, with your with your canteen to get yourself some extra fire resistance if, you, if your fire resistance is low. Or just wear a fire cloak or just wear the fire pendant. So getting 20 fire resistance is really not that difficult. So that can help you not only take some more damage but to uh, avoid the blight but a lot of his damage is physical like 
one of the things I was talking about with the friend is when those things blow up on you, those scales, is that fire or is that physical damage? I'm not super sure. But he does do a lot of physical damage anyways when he runs into you and claws you and stuff and bites you. So have a lot of just regular defense as well, just to be on the safe side. It helps a lot. Now, uh, his weaknesses, his biggest weakness is thunder. You wouldn't think it because he's fire. He does have weakness to ice as well as a dragon element, but his biggest weakness is thunder. So bring that with you and you should be okay. Uh, he's also, he, you can also poison him, sleep him, paralyze him without too much effort. Um, uh, but he is pretty resistant to stun and blasting. I personally, as far as strategies go, as I mentioned before, I found fighting him with the insect leg to be pretty difficult, but fighting him, I, I personally found it a lot easier to find him with a ranged weapon. I used a bow against him and just owned his ass when I switched to a bow. Nice. Yeah, and I have the um, Legiana bow with the Legiana armor set in high rank when I was in high rank. And the the Legiana armor set allows you to charge the bow one additional level because normally you can only charge up to three levels of bow, um, bow charge, but it would give me a fourth one. Plus it does, uh, and we use that with the Legiana bow that does ice damage, well, Basil Geese is kind of weak to that. So, uh, yeah, I found it to be very effective. Not only because of, hey, it's his elemental weakness, uh, but because it let me stay at a distance somewhat to stay away from those bloody scales. It's just <laughs> when you're attacking him, with the, when you're attacking him, he's going to shake those things off constantly. And in the heat of battle with a melee weapon, you're probably just not going to get out of the way fast enough and it's going to blow you up. I'm sure there are really good players out there that got into a good rhythm of just take one or two hits and get the hell out. And go back in at the right time after those things have blown up. That uh, that requires a level of Dark Soul gaming that, that I'm not capable of. <laughs> so, for my money, a ranged weapon worked wonders. I was struggling with it with the Insect Glaive. I switched to a ranged weapon and worked out great. Nice. Yeah. Also, also, one thing I would highly recommend, make sure you bring flash grenades or slinger ammo. I should say, because when he's doing his, he, so one of his main attacks, is he'll jump up in the air and he'll do a long bombing run. That's why we call him the B-52 bomber, because he'll just do this strafing run where he'll drop those things down on the ground and do carpet bombing. Those are easy enough to avoid. But if you got some of that flash, uh, whatever, uh, slinger ammo, you can knock him right out of the sky and give yourself a big opening to do some damage. So... Uh, it's, 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 it's really good. Now, one of the things that you'll notice in high rank, when you get into high rank, is not only do you have to fight this guy eventually, but he'll show up a lot of times in your hunts. You're hunting a Pookie Pookie or a Diablos or whatever, and Princess will just show up and make your life miserable. So may, when you get into high rank, get into habit of bringing dung pods. They'll just just shoot him with the slinger dung pod to get to basically scare him away. Yeah, um, I always I always forget to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll help you a lot in this. So, and the dung pods do take a few solid seconds to kick in. Like you'll hit him with the dung pod, it'll take ten to fifteen seconds before he actually flies away. It's kind of sucks. I wish they worked a little <laughs> bit faster. So, just kind of keep that in mind though, because 
Fighting basil geese on top of what you're trying to hunt at the same time is a recipe for being carded. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Have you have you fought basil geese yet? Was that something you had to do when we were taking you through high rank? Uh, I don't think it was required. I had to deal with him on multiple uh, hunts along the way, finishing up high rank. And it was always the absolute worst. Yeah. He's horrible. He's the pickle, the Devil Joe of Monster Hunter World. Now, <laughs> later on, we got Devil Joe, and Devil Joe still shows up once in a while, but Basil Geese is still your main troll who will come in and ruin any hunt you're on. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're in the Ancient Forest, Coral Highlands, Rotten Vale, Wildspire Waste, Elder's Recess, he'll show up, yep. and he'll ruin it for you. He's a jerk. <laughs> Stupid jerk. So anyways, that's Basil Geese. If you're having any problems, let me know. I'll be happy to help you hunt them. I like hunting Basil Geese. <laughs> I, I just consider it uh, revenge. So, cool. We're going uh, to take uh, another break, and we'll be right back with some mailed-in questions. And welcome back. That bell means that the Argosy has pulled into port, bringing mail from faraway lands. We got a couple of questions here. The first one says, hey, Mike, if I pick up Monster Hunter Iceborne, do I get the main campaign as well or just the expansion thingy? Mm, depends on what package you buy. There is a... I believe it's called the the Master Edition of Monster Hunter World, and that comes with the expansion and the main game. Um, but if you go out and just buy like the $40 expansion, no, you do not get the main game. Uh, that said, if you are a Xbox user, I believe the main game is still on Game Pass. So if you're a subscriber to that, you already have the main game, and you can just pick up the expansion. Although, who knows what happens when that game leaves Game Pass. I have no idea. Don't ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what's really funny, by the way, guys, if you're wondering, with the Argus email, for the most part, I never tell Mike these questions at a time. So you're really getting his off-the-cuff answers when he answers them. <laughs> um, sometimes I answer, and I, I obviously saw these ahead of time, but, but a lot of these are my questions. Uh, hey, Mike, for those playing Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, is there a story to the game? I'm totally content with raising my HR and playing online stuff, but I seriously been looking up. I can't find anything. I just want to know if I'm missing out. Story. Story. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Generations no. Ultimate? No. <laughs> No. Yeah, it's not called Ultimate because it's the ultimate Hunt Monster Hunter story, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, you go to all, there's lots of villages, you talk to people in those villages, there's like bits of, I guess, story-ish stuff, but there's like no overarching plot or anything like that, like there's in Monster Hunter World, it's just, you know. Even Monster Hunter 4 has a much better story than... Oh yeah. Well, Monster Hunter Four has an actual story that's yeah. actually quite entertaining. If you don't mind uh, the fact that it's yeah. not voice acted, 
in my opinion, it's better than World. It's hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It ha- it basically has like an antagonist that you deal with throughout the game. Not one that talks, because obviously you're fighting monsters, but still. Yeah, it's just it's really good. Uh, let's see. Why aren't you all playing it? Why aren't you all playing Tell it? Tell me, why aren't you all playing it? Right? How dare you? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I got, uh, I'm going to save this best question for last. So I'm going to do one other question before that one. Uh, and this one's more of a me question, I think. Uh, maybe Mike knows. Mike probably knows this too, but I'm going to answer it because I love Insect Lave. How do I get the ultimate buff with Insect Lave? The ultimate buff comes, so with the Insect Lave, when you fire off the insect, and the insect hits a monster. The, the the indicator at the top of your screen next to your weapon will show one of three colors. It's usually uh, orange, white, um, or red. And each one of those it corresponds to a different buff. This differs slightly based on whether or not you're playing Generations 4 or um, uh, a World. But, but they're roughly the same thing. Um, red is usually an attack buff of some sort. White, I believe, is your jumping height, and orange is your defense. I could have those two mixed up, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. The ultimate buff yep. comes in when you get all three at the same time before one of those phases out, because normally those buffs individually last for like 30 seconds. But once you key in the third of the three, then the timer starts over, and usually lasts for 45 seconds longer if you have certain gems or or, or whatever armor sets will extend certain armor sets in monster hunter world specifically that i spend a lot of time with the insect glaive will extend that uh longer but when you have all three of those you not only have the jumping buff the attack buff and the defense buff but those values are increased it's the ultimate buff yes yeah and i will tell you as an insect glaive player you don't even bother attacking the monster directly until you at least got the red buff but generally speaking, I'm trying to go for the ultimate buff at all times. Um, but there are definitely some monsters that are so fast and they're all over the place that I feel like I'm wasting my time trying to get all three of those buffs. So I guess I should clarify. When your insect hits the monster, the type of buff it gets that it can retrieve back to you is based on the part of the monster you hit. With most monsters, hitting the head will give you the red buff or the attack buff because it's where the monster attacks you from. Uh, their legs, generally speaking, will give you the orange buff for you know whatever reasons and then the wings will give you the white buff and that differs from monster to monster to some degree their hitboxes differ um getting to know the monster as an insect glaive user is important and where you can get those uh and that's why for my money it's important to raise your insect in speed versus power or stamina always get the speed insect because being able to get it out fast and get it back in so you can get the buff and being able to do that really quick in succession is what's going to get you the mega buff faster rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no matter which Monster Hunter you're getting. Now, I will say, like, if you're looking up how, and that kind of gets off topic as far as how to, you know, raise your insect for speed, it's harder, it's hardest in Monster Hunter 4. And it's a little bit easier in Generations, and it's easiest in Monster Hunter World. So, for my money, I just enjoy playing the Insect Glaive a lot more Monster Hunter World. And when I go back and play older games, I usually just stick with things like the Longsword <laughs> that are more <laughs> straightforward. Don't get me wrong, Insect Glaive is still fun in Monster Hunter 4, but there's just so much complica- uh, complication of race- doing the Insect 
But, uh, you know, I'm raising it. I just stick to something easier. Okay, last big question. You ready for this one, Mike? Yes. It's a big one. You ready for it? Yes. As Bring a, it on. Yeah, M.K. Uh, Barnett asks, as a longtime hunter, the question, is Monster Hunter an RPG has haunted me for six years. Can you please help me clear this up? <laughs> oh, boy. The answer is yes. Well, yes. And How is this an yes. RPG? How is that even a thing? Well, uh, obviously, traditionally, RPGs uh, deal with um, advancing your character using levels and statistics and stuff like that but as we've seen over the years that's not a requirement to be an RPG because there's lots of RPGs that don't use a leveling system they advance your your character in many different ways and it's just such the case that in Monster Hunter you advance your character through gear and that's essentially how it is an RPG and you know I guess there's an argument there's lots of arguments you could make because you could say well you know it's more based on skill and you know that's not necessarily the case because if you have better gear you can beat monsters more easily and so uh, it's it's not an easy question to answer but I think um, ultimately Yes, Monster is an RPG, and the leveling system is getting essentially getting better gear. And you can get by through tougher fights by just having better gear. Where And I think that's, for me, that's what you want to see in an action RPG, because an action RPG should be a mix of an action game and an RPG. So there should you should be able to get by through action skill, you should be able to get by through uh, your stats, or a combination of the two, and that is absolutely the case with the Monster Hunter series, so there you go. That's yeah. my short thesis on the matter. Sure. <laughs> this is always one of those questions that starts long debates, and we try to uh, yes. stay away from an RP gamer, but uh, you know, for, for I agree with a lot of what you're saying there, you know, when you look at something like uh, Monster Hunter, sometimes is, is Compared to Dark Souls. Uh, you know, Dark Souls does have statistics. Uh, and yep. in fact, you level up kind of in a way in Dark Souls that you don't level up in Monster Hunter world because your character, Monster Hunter, uh, in Monster Hunter games doesn't have statistics in him or herself. Uh, basically, the statistics of your character, Monster Hunter, is completely tied into the armor and weapons you're using, really. Uh, you take off your weapons and armor and you're the same as a brand new character, right? But I, I, you know, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Like, I feel like, so we, we, what's interesting for me is in playing Dark Souls, you can level up and you can kind of get better armor and you probably need to. But it feels like at the end of the day, for the vast majority of bosses in that game you fight, you have to get good. And, and if you don't get good, it doesn't matter how good your armor and weapons are. You're just not going to beat those bosses. It just, if you can't get good, if you can't read the tells, you're just going to die. Now, with, with Monster Hunter, it's not to say that, that you can just sit there and take every hit that the monster dishes out and somehow survive. But 
because you can, you know, because gear does play such a role and weapons play a role and you can buff yourself and you can, you know, stack elemental resistances and take different types of various po- uh, potions ahead of time and you can heal so much. It's not, and you could, you could stack extra healing potions if you just bring the items to make healing potions on the go. There's so many ways that if you, like in dealing with a really, really tough monster, a monster hunter, um, I, I can learn its tells and get really good. But to me, it's an equally valid and easy path to just get the right gear and prepare properly. And I can't tell you how often that works for me, a monster hunter. <laughs> like, just preparing. It blows my... You know, I play with friends who come from games like Dark Souls, and they're beating their head up against the monster. And my skills are not Dark Souls good. But I waltz right in and beat the monster for them on the first ki- you know, on the first try, and they're like, wow, you're really good. I'm like, no. I just have really great armor. <laughs> I I have I have a ton of potions. I actually ate defense buffing potions and I ate at the canteen for defense before he fought this guy. Or I ate for elemental defense or I or I ate for uh evasion extensions. Like if you just take a few minutes out and you think through the tools that are there, you can you can get huge advantages on these battles. So I think that makes it feel more like an RPG to me. The other thing is I, I, I do feel like – I mean RPG is are you role-playing a character? And I do feel like I'm really role-playing a hunter. It's very subjective, but that's why I feel – I feel like a monster hunter. I'm really role-playing a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> because of the systems in there make me feel like I'm hunting. That's, that's the shorter answer, right? Like that's the, a good answer, though. The systems in the game make me really feel like I'm role-playing a hunter – Whereas in Dark Souls or another one of those more actiony games, I'm just there to beat the game. I don't really feel feel like I'm playing the role of a hunter in those games. So there you go. Uh, I got a bonus question for you, Mike. Sweet. Just just bonus question. Woo. Uh, and I know you're gonna like this one because you have experience with it. Quick question from Soapy Clean: Is Dauntless worth it if I still play Monster Hunter? Well, wake up, Mike. Wake oh, up, Mike. I'm, I'm sorry. Add, I'm sorry. Got, got a question here. Is Dauntless... I, something made me fall asleep. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. Is Dauntless worth it if I still play Monster Hunter? <clears throat> no. <laughs> How do you really feel? Boring. <laughs> it's boring. Uh, Why I, is I, it boring? It's... The combat's not as... In- so, obviously, it's, quote-unquote, free-to-play Monster Hunter. And it does have some similarities. You hunt monsters. There's equipment, and it's this. It's just not as good. Like it's the combat's not as interesting. The setting and the art is not as interesting. Like sure, it's you know it's free to play, and that's that's great. Um, I'd rather pay the money for Monster Hunter. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I know, and it's just at the end. I'm mean, a lot of people. I have lost all my words. A lot of personal preference when it comes into buying a free game where you know it's going to have tons of microtransactions um, to try to support them. Um, so for me, I haven't even tried Dauntless like Mike has, um, just on the premise of like I know a game that I pay straight up front is going to be more fun to me personally, um, and I'm not going to be tempted to spend eight hundred dollars on something, but. Yeah, yeah. I just glad you cleared that up, Mike, because nothing I saw personally <laughs> was making me feel great. Otherwise, okay. 
Uh, well, thank y'all. You can send your questions um, at RP Gamer or at JC Servant or uh, at is it Ask Wheels or just Wheels on Twitter? Uh, ask, ask Wheels. Ask Wheels. And we'll be happy to answer your questions on our next episode of The Hunt. In the meantime, we're going to take a break and we'll come back to wrap this up with a trip to the canteen. Welcome back. This is the canteen where, I don't know, we just talk Cajun Sneak stuff and what we're planning on doing and whatever have you. Where are you going to be working on the next week or two, Mike? Uh, getting back into Iceborne. Um, probably just working through the story quests and grinding up some new armor and stuff. Uh, we'll probably try and upgrade my Nergigante bow some more, which requires uh, getting... Gigante horns and Xeno horns. Actually, I might only need the Xeno horns right now. I forget. But that can be kind of tedious, but I'd li- I do want to continue on with that weapon because it's really good. Uh, but yeah, other than that, grinding up the weapons there. <sighs> Probably do some more Generations Ultimate. Trying to figure out what lower, re- lower quests I have to do to unlock the five-star quests that are actually required. And it's just been a tedious What process. are you talking about, Mike? I just, if I'm playing Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, don't I just look on the internet and see what the key quests are for five stars and just knock those out real quick to get up to six star? Uh, um, sure, if you've done all the required um, two and three rank quests that unlocks those five rank quests. There's probably some four four star quests that are also required. But I've already but, I've already unlocked five star quit. I mean, I've already got to five stars, Mike. What should I have to do for yeah, two no. and three? Yeah. Uh, this this Monster Hunter Generations is the game I love to beat on and also love, but I love to beat on because my God, are there some annoying things about it? Like, seriously, can you just tell can can you tell me what quests are required? I know like it's I know that's the thing that the series has been doing like forever. Like it doesn't like necessarily telegraph what quests are required to unlock the next level and you kind of just have to either look it up or just do all of them so whatever but it's way more annoying in this because there's five villages and I guess you're just expected to go around from village to village and getting like these quests and completing some quest lines to unlock these five it's just really stupid <laughs> to be honest like because the game has no real story so there's no real motivation to be doing all these quests it's just i don't know it, it there were just so many better ways they could have done this yeah yeah i'm surprised they didn't clean some of that up during the port they brought over that silliness yeah i mean it really to be honest it really just feels like a quick and quick and dirty port like it doesn't look like it to us because we got generations on 3ds and then got the ultimate version on switch but the ultimate version of 3ds had been out for quite a while <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh and we based the switch version is basically a straight port of that so uh not a lot of effort was put into that port which you know 
it it came out pretty close to the Switch's launch in Japan, so you know that's fine. People weren't sure about the Switch yet. Um, but man, is that a missed opportunity to clean some things up in this game? You know what's really hard for me sometimes is is trying to get my friends to get into Generations Ultimate. The price tag, they're still charging sixty dollars for it <laughs> on the eShop. Uh... On the eShop, sure. Um, Not like there's a lot of... Uh, do they even sell a hard copy of that game? Yes, they do. Yeah, and it's... Uh, I think it's standard $40. Okay. I, I don't think it retails anywhere for $60 anymore. I think it's pretty much $40. Just just the eShop, you know. Yeah. Just, you know, just just the eShop. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a little little crazy. I've seen it on sale on the eShop occasionally, but yeah, it should not be $60 at this point. It should be just 40. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you can you can get a hard copy for pretty cheap. Um but uh yeah, yep, that's that's uh, that's some fun times there. Um oh. Well, I'm I'm just doing a little bit of, of everything really and and I would love to hear from anybody who wants to do some 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 nights here and there. If you if you head over to rpgamer.com, at the top there's a link for community and within that link you're gonna find a Discord link and or in that menu option you'll find a Discord link. And we have a channel just set up for Monster Hunter hunts. So you can go jump in there and tell me which of the monster hunters you'd like to play whether it's Monster Hunter, Iceborne, Generations, or even Four Ultimate, and I, I love to do some hunts with you. Just jump in there and tell me what you want to do. Uh, hell, you could probably even talk me into Monster Hunter Three Ultimate at this point. But uh, okay, no, not really. But anyway, just jump in there. The server's just, still up. The server. There were twenty players last time Mike and I were on. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you, and we, we'd love to help you out if you're struggling with something. One of the interesting things I found out on a night where I just wasn't having a lot of friends on, and of course you can always do with uh, Monster Hunter World, you can do the SOS flares and get people to help you out pretty easily. I was struggling with Gravius, and that was, as I mentioned before, that was kind of like how I got my armor. Um, yeah. Was with, uh, I used the SOS flare to get some randos to help me out because I was struggling with him all solo. But... Um, uh, and doing a little bit of research, I found out there's like an official Monster Hunter Discord. Now, I'd rather y'all come to RP Gamer and chat with me there because honestly, I'm not paying that much attention to all of the Monster Hunter Generation Discord server channels. But if you're just looking for other people, boy, I tell you what, I when I discovered this is Discord server, my, the official, I, guess, I think it's the official, the official in air quotes one, my mind was blown because. As you go in there, there's channels for all the different games, and then there's a whole bunch of little, little side subjects and stuff like that, like looking for group or, you know, just to chat about Iceborne or tech issues or whatever. But they even have channel – they had, like, like areas just for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Monster Hunter 4, Monster Hunter 3, Monster nice. Hunter uh, Online, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, like uh, Frontier Z – you know, and and what was really scary is that these channels were actually active. <laughs> like, like there's conversations going on about Monster Hunter Three. I'm looking at it right now, and there's going to be people going back and forth, you know, all day long, just chatting about you know some different strategies about Monster Hunter Three. 
They even have different channels just dedicated to each weapon, where you can talk about weapon strategies. Uh, so that's super awesome to see. As you and I mentioned before, I think uh, Iceborne coming out has really reignited interest in the older games as well. Yeah, I would hope so, considering uh, the world became what Capcom's best-selling game ever. Yeah. Just crazy to think. Crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I go and check that out. Mm, there was something else. But, no, I can't, can't think of it. But yeah, no, it's, it's pretty neat. So, but I would love to hear from y'all and do some hunting sometime. That's always fun to do. So, so hit me up and we'll get together and we'll, we'll hammer some, something out if you want to get to play. Love to hear from you. Alrighty. Well, I think that's about it. Any final thoughts, Mike? Um, again, I will stump for uh, Monster Hunter Stories, which is not just on 3DS. It is on Android and iOS. Uh, it's a really fun Pokemon-ish game, and I, yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah, and I'm going to keep talking about it here. So I'm going to continue to plug here and there into it. It's just, I will say it's pretty relaxing. And I mean, yeah. if I'm going to bed, you know, soon, I don't want to play Monster Hunter Iceborne and have some killer fight that's going to have my blood pressure way up. But <laughs> spending 20 minutes with Monster Hunter stories is a good way to relax before bed. Yeah. Yeah. So I can definitely recommend it there. And um, you do eventually get a Rathalos that you can fly around the map on, which is sweet. That's a selling point right there. <laughs> and it, would you say it has a better story than Monster Hunter 4? No. Oh. Better than Monster Hunter World? Yes. There you go. So go and check out Monster Hunter Stories. We'll talk about more here. Uh, and we'll be back hopefully in a couple of weeks to talk about some more of our hunts uh, and the such. Until then, look us up at rpgamer.com, uh, read our reviews, uh, chat with us on our Discord channel, shoot us off an email, I'm jcservant at rpgamer.com. Uh, Mr. Mike is wheels at rpgamer.com, right? Yep. And until next time, may your weapons always stay sharp. <laughs>